Afropean Blues in Bahia, a black feminist journey. Just as a heads up, I'm going to talk about poverty. Um, I'm talking about um, violence. I mentioned gunshots and I described um, an incident um, that left me um, very afraid. Um, I was talking about political instability um, and violent um, suppression of the people. So there won't be any graphic description of violence, but just as just as a warning, I'll talk about gunshots, for example. It has been a very interesting day here in Cachoeira. The journey was intense, to say the least. I was um, mesmerized, truly, by the scenery. It reminded me so much of what I have imagined Bukoba to look like. So... My father's people are from Bukoba, which is northern Tanzania, near near Uganda. Very hilly. Um, the only tropical rainforest in um, in Tanzania is there, and you have to go through it to get to where where we live. So, my people are jungle people. And um, I'm here at the end of rainy season, which is peak lush. It's muddy, and it's red mud, which is just uh, my heart. And the hills, and just the green. There was banana trees. There was palm trees and there were trees that looked like they were old trees and trees that had like lots of leaves all over the whole trunk so you can see the trunk these are trees you don't see outside of the tropics because they need they need heat and they need water and they need food nourishment and sea breezes and mist and I was really trying to take pictures of the spots where the hills would make like a little, like a little, how would you say, like a little pot, like a little hole. And then the mist stays there and it's like one stray cloud that ran away and it just wanted to, wanted to kiss the earth, you know, it just hovers above, but I didn't succeed on the way back I'll try um and wow it 
was beautiful. And at some point there was a point, there was a spot where there was lots, like hundreds, if not thousands, rows upon rows of tall, thin trees. And my heart just broke for them because they don't have room to just grow. They're planted for, I don't know what they are, like maybe, you know. They reminded me of eucalyptus trees, but they're probably not that. But they were just, just sort of cold surgical lines that you could see the sun pass through every now and then. And it just made, made the history of the place sort of real, you know. I know there's black people everywhere and they're here because of slavery, but like this was the earth also aching, you know? So it's been a very emotional roller coaster. But we had lots of fun. I met I met this uh wonderful person called Kaisa of all things named after some Finnish kid that their mother met. And hopefully, I will get to uh, interview her, or rather have a conversation and record it with her. She is staying at the same hotel as me, so it's probably likely, but she's my East African sister. I was telling her that the ancestor decided that I should have some fun, and they sent me her. I don't need to be the hype hype master. I need to be the one who's, who's like, hey, let's take it easy. Which is good for a change. Um, but we were talking about how we're not read as Africans. We're, we're read as, you know, Mzungus, foreigners, Westerners. And there was this um, situation where our hotel is further away than the other people's hotel. And we wanted to go have some drinks with some of the people we'd met after leaving the reception that was organized for us. And the the people, um, two Brazilians, were like, no, nah, we can't let you go by yourself. Like, you're probably, like, it's not safe. And Kaisa was even like, so what What kind of unsafe do you mean, you think? Like, but they're saying that we could have gotten robbed. But this is me and her. She's Rwandan and Haitian. And I grew up walking around Addis by myself. At times, I probably should not have been walking around by myself. But the point is, I made it out unscathed. You know, people will tell you, that things are unsafe, but you're still living in that unsafe place. And then you notice that actually, it's mostly all right. You survive. You're not locked in like this. This um, person from Minnesota was saying that they, or Minnesota, Minneapolis. I don't know where Minneapolis is, but they were saying that they're um, from like what's known as the most dangerous part of Minneapolis. And they just lived there 
you know other people are scared to go there but that's that's where their home was you know and you learn you learn to see things a little differently and it's funny to me because like i see that i'm red as i'm red as local i'm not red as mzungu um i might be red as money um when i open my mouth and you can tell that i don't speak portuguese but um It's weird. But this is this is gonna be a a very interesting week. I'm very um I'm looking forward to to all of it. So we, we, we got a taxi. We agreed that the taxi would get us an hour later. So the taxi picks us up at eleven thirty. And we were told that the taxi driver was coming in their wife's car. And the wife is in the car. She was, she was trying to talk to us, even though she mostly speaks Portuguese. And she was asking if we are going to be for the uh, Festa de Boa Morte, which is the, the party, the festival for, for the um, like nunnery. The covenant of of good death that was here, and I said, "Yeah," and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just oh, there's a lot going on in my heart, and even even physically, like I wrote a poem about it. I guess I might as well read it. Um, these are the thoughts that I had on the bus this afternoon. It started at the airport. The elevator door is slightly open, out of use. The escalator also broken. I thought, ha, feels familiar. The air heavy with rainy season and occasional whiffs of something gone off. Kind of gross, kind of funky. Feels like home. And now I'm surrounded by jungle greens, lush trees on both sides of the road. Red earth, palm trees, bananas and all. This looks like Bukoba looks like in my dreams. The hills... The softness of the equatorial sunlight, tiles on roofs, metal and cement, brown water, brown skin, brown banana leaves. The language is different, but all of us colonized children speak with borrowed tongues. Eu falo inglês, now falo kihaya. But I remember something, a feeling, this one, this, my body remembers, this feels like home. And when I say my body remembers, it's not just, it's not just a positive. There was um, a moment me and Kaiser were walking, um, to the hotel and there was like a loud black 
a loud bang. And it startled me. But then when we got to the hotel and I heard another bang, my body is telling me those are gunshots. Those are gunshots and you're in danger and you're going to die. This place reminds me of Addis. It reminds me of what it felt like being in a house we just moved into where I didn't have my bed yet. So I was sleeping on the couch and I'd just gotten back from Dar es Salaam and I hadn't really settled in. And I woke up in the morning and our, our mamita, Fion, she walks in and she's screaming and she's scared. And she's scared for the old guard and there's gunshots outside. There's just panic all around. It was probably 2006. And the opposition got a few too many votes in the election. People were having ideas. They were getting together. And that, that was too much. It was stopped with force. But these are the memories my body is carrying. And when I came in, I just I just sat here. And first I was thinking, like, I don't want to be in this room because this room is by the, by the street. So there's a window to the street. And I'm thinking, bullets can fly through. This isn't safe. Like, that was my first thought. And I know, yeah, I'm in Brazil, and Brazil has gun violence, but I live in Finland, one of, like, the most violent countries in Europe. I mean, it is one of the most unsafe places for women, statistically, you know? And we have a lot of guns. We're third in the world after the United States and Yemen in guns per citizen or something like that. But... It wasn't, it wasn't about, you know, logic, logic or statistics. This is something my body remembers. And it's, it's very, it's bittersweet knowing that, you know, these are my people. This is where, you know, I pass for local. This is where I... I can just be, and nobody's going to look at me funny, you know? I can walk around, everybody looks like me. I see children that could be my children. My kids could walk around and never feel like they're not something enough, you know? But my people live under oppression. Under violence, in poverty, and so as happy as I am to be here, I'm, I'm very sad. But I'm, I'm grateful that I'm not alone. 
I'm grateful that I'm not the only one staying at the same hotel, so I have someone to walk with me. Um, I'm not the only European. I, I met someone who had met some Finnish person, a black Finnish person, from UC Berkeley. And I'm like, oh, word? A black feminist? I don't know. How cool. <laughs> a Finnish black feminist that I'm not familiar with. Thank the heavens. There are more of us than we know. Because it feels like we all know each other. You know? It feels like there's this small, tiny crew of people who have some thoughts. And then we all get together. Or not. You know? But we know each other. Um, so that was encouraging. And I, I am mostly happy. I'm mostly grateful. I'm truly grateful. I'm not just mostly grateful. I'm really looking forward to classes starting, but damn. It is 0037. Classes start 8.30 and I need to go to sleep. And I will. Once, you know, the anxiety settles. I have to say, when I'm in Finland, I've had conversations about how there'll be people who don't do small talk. And it's always heavy talk with them. Like you go straight to the gist of things. There's, there's like, there's no, oh, the weather. <laughs> But here I was talking to people that I just met about my family history, about, you know, what what colonialism did to my blood, what these experiences have done to me personally. And this is just the first day. Like, that we haven't even, we haven't even started. So if you ever feel like you're always talking about heavy shit, then trust me. It's just the people you're talking to who don't appreciate. Because there is there is room and there is need for a lot of things to be said for healing to happen. And I, that's what I feel like this is about more than anything. This is about how we can heal so we can move on and build. You know, so we're not still bleeding while we're trying to pick up bricks, whether it's to throw them or to pile them on one another to build something. Oh, look at me waxing poetic in the middle of the night. It's been a short one, but I thank you for joining. I thank you for being part of my journey. And um, I'm hoping somebody will send me questions about what kind of things you want me to talk about because it's going to be difficult to gather my thoughts, I'm sure. Anyway, I'll talk to you soon.